0: Greetings. This is Richard, your announcer. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Year four brings us again to our focus on growing biblical, dynamic, sincere, soul-satisfying prayer life. True communion with God, our Savior, is the essence of eternal life. Community is developed through consistent interaction with each other. Join Fred, then, as we explore our interaction with Holy God through the Bible and prayer. And now, as always, here's your host, Fred.
1: Welcome to the Free Range Reacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and I am the podcast host, as always or has been since the beginning of the podcast anyway, and I do appreciate you giving the podcast a listen. It is my joy and a truly most humble blessing for me to be able to do the podcast to once again talk about prayer. And real quickly, our purpose in this podcast, if this is the first time you've listened, is to help anyone that God leads to the podcast any of his children learn how to pray and learn the blessings of prayer to do that of course we do have to trust in his sovereign purpose and his sovereign leading to for anyone to get to the podcast i have mentioned before there is no earthly reason for anyone to find the free range preacher on prayer podcast but he he has he does and actually more people than i would even have ever imagined in more places actually. Again, when I did this, I was focused on my culture, my country. And God has blessed this and sent it worldwide, actually, which is a, a great blessing. And humbling in the responsibility in the responsibility as well. And so obviously I'm thanking Jesus for that. And do get some pretty good feedback on how the Podcast has helped some people pray or understand prayer. So we are trusting in His sovereign providence, not only for now, but in the future. One of the things about the internet is for many years, this should be around for people to, I was going to say, for God's people to stumble on, but it's not like they're going to stumble on it. As we have just talked about, it's in His providence that anyone finds this podcast. And we are back in Matthew 7. We are going to set a little perspective today, and you'll find out why here in just a minute. But Matthew 7, 7 through 12, reads again this way, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it shall be opened. For what man is there among you when his son shall ask him for a loaf, will give him a stone, or if he shall ask for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, who is in heaven, give what is good to those who ask him? Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them. For this is the law and the prophets." And we've talked about that a little bit before, why this is going to be several parts. But in a recent conversation, just a few days ago, I was talking to a friend about the podcast who had never, doesn't know much about it, hadn't heard much about it. And we were just talking about prayer, going over some simple things. And as I was talking to her, I was letting her know that I encourage new Christians, and I still do, just to pray. We learn whatever we're trying to learn. We learn by doing. We learn by learning to talk, for instance. We learn by playing a sport, whatever it is, by doing that sport. And so my encouragement is to everyone, if you're just starting to pray, if you haven't prayed before, or if if you are struggling, then just pray. Forget about any rules. Forget about any grammar and just pray. And by the way, coming up in the future at frponprayer.com, you will find some upcoming blog posts on the basics of what we have talked about. So you can check those out too, once they get up there, anytime you'd like. But in my conversation with this um, young lady, there came the inevitable and seemingly obligatory comment from her about being careful not to give God's people the idea, for lack of a better term, of the name it and claim it crowd, you know, that you just ask for whatever you want and you get whatever you want. And so she mentioned that, and I did respond back Is it with, we have talked about that before. We have given perspective on that before. As I reread this passage a few more times, just to get this study started, some general thoughts did come to mind. And I wanted to reinforce those biblical thoughts that came up and to give us, again, that perspective in prayer that God's children sincerely need, especially as we grow in prayer. But again, if you are new to prayer or are struggling in prayer and or are struggling in prayer, the thoughts that we are about to cover right now are targets to grow into so my exhortation for you if you're just starting is start start to pray you learn to pray by praying so just start but these are some good thoughts that you can aim at some targets down the road if you're not ready for them now but they will be targets down the road for you to grow into and we all needed to grow into them if we have so verse seven is a command Jesus is saying, ask, seek, and to knock. In verse 8, he follows that with a promise that when we ask, seek, and knock, the doors are going to be open. We are going to get those answers. So he is listening and he is going to answer. And then verse 10 through 12 illustrates verses 7 and 8 as far as showing us the Father is going to answer and give what is good to the children. Now, there's a couple of things for our perspective. This is what I was talking about. There are a couple of things I wanted to notice in keywords, is, is what, the way I'm going to put them. In verses 10 through 12, Jesus says that when a child asks for a loaf, the Father's not going to give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, the Father's not going to give him a snake. So the petitioner in this case, the person praying, is asking for good and necessary things, not just for anything. And that's what makes this qualification. The qualifications for this passage are built in by the words used in the passage. So the Christian is asking for a loaf or asking for a fish. And of course, a good father is going to give his children what he needs. That's the illustration. That's the exhortation. But again, what we, the perspective is, it's not for anything that we ask that he answers and gives. It's for the good thing. Now, he answers the child of God. He answers our prayers. We've talked about this in the past before. He will say yes or no, or yes, maybe a little differently than we thought, or wait, or again, just plain no, but he's going to answer. In this specific context, though, he is talking about a child who is asking, for a loaf or a fish, some necessary sustenance. In the context, then, when God's child asks for a good thing, we can be assured we are going to get that good thing. And for our perspective, I assure you, if we ask for a stone or a snake, our Heavenly Father, unless He has some lesson to teach us, He's not going to give us. A stone or a snake. That's not really what we need. And I also believe that when we do ask for a stone or a snake, and we get that stone or snake, it won't take very long for us to regret that we made that request. And again, he has lessons when he gives us something we ask for that's not really good for us, and he'll protect us in that, and he also teaches us in that. So this is a common sense observation and one that I actually learned after asking myself, asking for many stones and snakes and sometimes getting them from God. And in fact, the reality is I have asked too many times for stones or snakes. You would think that I would have learned sooner than I truly learned to quit asking for those things, but it took me a long time. I'm not that smart of a person. So this passage, while though it encourages us greatly to ask and to knock and to seek for what we want, it's not a blank blanket promise that we will get anything we pray for. So don't let that keep you from praying. God will teach you. I know he will. But Jesus here is encouraging us to ask for good things, not for bad things. And then his assurance is we will get the good for which we pray. I have mentioned before, and I will mention again and again, just pray. As the Lord matures us, we will learn what are loaves and what are fishes, and spiritually speaking, what true bread is and actual fish are, and very often we will find that they are not the fleshly bread or fish that we once thought they were. So, for your encouragement, I still stand by the fact that we don't learn to pray, as I've said, without praying. So just pray. Whatever the content of your prayers are, pray. That's between you and the Lord, and He will teach you in, your, in His time what you need to know and what you really care about and what you really will be praying for with this steadfastness in prayer. I've mentioned before, I prayed for silly things before in the past. But the real, real desires of my heart, such as the salvation of my mother, I prayed for 30 years plus until he answered that. The silly prayers, they go away in a short period of time. But that prayer for my mom hung on all that time. He knows what we need. He knows how to answer. And he knows how to grow each of us. To that spiritual maturity. And at the same time, our Christian growth will merge the motivations that we have. So we pray with our main goals and results in mind. We've talked about this in the past before, but just a quick review. Our ultimate goal and motivation is to give God glory. The chief goal and motivation for our prayers is to conform our lives to the will of God. And the second chief goal that we have pointed out in this podcast over the years, it's our goal and motivation for our prayers as well, is our settled affections on the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We've put it another way as well before. You've heard it over and over again, if this isn't the first time. We experience eternal life right now. John 17, 3, look it up. I'm not going to quote it right now. But we experience eternal life right now, In our prayer lives. Glory to God. The invitation is open for us to pray and to ask and to seek and to knock. And the guarantee is there as well. As we ask, seek, and knock for good things, we will get them. But it's not a guarantee of everything that we are going to pray in our lives. We need to keep that perspective. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you're there and are listening and will answer next time we are going to look again at the very first perspective ask seek and knock as jesus urging us to pray and pray and pray until we get a clear answer from god from the father son and holy spirit thank you for listening again i urge you to learn to ask holy god help your people to ask and to seek and to pray and to give you glory in our asking seeking we trust in you we commit this time to you Teach us still about our prayer lives. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Thank you for listening. Before we go, Fred asked me the other day how long I'd known him. The answer, of course, is plenty long indeed. I have known Fred long enough to know when he mentions he's looking forward to hearing from you, he sincerely means it. This is why we now have three ways to contact us. Our website, www.frponprayer.com. Here you can leave contact information and comments, or you can leave a review. We also have our email connection, free range prayer at gmail.com. No, oh, wait, that's supposed to be three ways to express yourself. Fred wrote this, and he's told me before. He is not very good at math, hmm. So let's add number three, shall we? For any voiceover needs or just comments on our openings and closings, you can contact me, Richard Durrington, at durringtonr at gmail.com. There, now we have the three Fred spoke of. Remember to visit the other two, though, www.frponprayer.com, or write to us at prayer at gmail.com. And feel free to correct Fred's use of language. Honestly, though, everything helps us to make sure we are helping you to your desired prayer life.